They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. cool to finally talk to you yeah man (laughs) um the one-on-one podcast and occult 45 podcast coming at you live and direct from washington dc no don't put me with the lizards bro i'm in florida (laughs) the the motherland yeah man i'm chilling up here with the lizard people for the summer um should be leaving here shortly hopefully hopefully soon coming back to florida can't wait are you allowed to talk about what you're doing you're like literally doing the devil's work well, technically not. I actually did sign an NDA, but I mean, I can, I can, I can like talk about it. It's not like that crazy. It's just like uh, government, like data centers and stuff, like storing like massive amounts of data. So I'm an electrician. So I, I go on the road doing this shit, but I don't always do data centers. Like I've worked at, I did the blue origin project down there. Um, Cape Canaveral and shit like is that shit like that. Is that SpaceX or what is that? Uh, that's the Jeff Bezos like dick shape. Right? Oh <laughs> shit, bro! You're literally working with the fucking lizard. I fu- dude, it's yeah. I mean, it's pretty crazy. I mean, they're they're definitely launching launching rockets, but I don't know if it's going to the places that they're saying it's going. Dude, I'm I'm, I'm there with it. Man, the whole that whole debate of is it round or is it flat to be honest bro like i've been thinking about that lately it doesn't does it really fucking matter does it matter if it's round or flat is it gonna change anything you know what i mean like is it gonna we know for a fact never a straight answer right it's nasa they are shady dog we know this but what difference does it make if they did go to the moon or not yeah you know a lot of a lot of people ask me that same thing and it's like dude i'm not like i'm not even full flat earth i'm just like i'm definitely not with the what they're saying it is like you know and i know i mean what what difference does it make to you i guess everybody would have a different answer maybe 
So space is faking gay. We know this, right? It's I don't know how the logistics work of when you go into space, you turn gay or like how that works. You know, I've just heard it put that way. So I think, dude, I think that because by the laws of physics, by the laws of, I don't know how to call it. Well, you know how they say nothing can exist in a vacuum. Essentially space is nothing by its own definitions, if you will. Right. It's like a vacuum. There's nothingness. It's all what they call antimatter and dark matter. I think these are all just words for magic that they can't understand and grasp. And they just put these quantum titles on it, quantum physics or quantum entanglement or this and that. That's magic, bro. This is what these guys back then were talking about. And, and, and you know, John D and all these guys, when they were messing with forces that they didn't know about, that's what they're messing with today. They just put a nice title on it. So they, so only a certain hierarchy of individuals within society can understand. Oh, I'm a scientist. I work with, I'm an electrician. I work with data centers and whatever it may be. You know what I mean? So they, they put a hierarchy on, on knowledge. And that's when you get the whole occult knowledge and the occult circles and all these things. But essentially, I think that all this stuff with space and and the flat earth i think about it all the time but me personally i've even heard i think it's might be another dimension bro you know what i mean it might be another dimension but i just feel it's too elaborate for it to be a hundred percent fake like a hundred percent fake like i've talked to mark Sargent and obviously david weiss and they talk about how it's a projection system and the stars dude i have a telescope right behind me like badass telescope right there i've looked at these fucking celestial bodies myself and they look legit to me bro you know what i mean like they look legit to me but we won't we will die not knowing the truth we will die not knowing the truths of 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 9-11 or any of these crazy conspiracies that we talk about we're gonna die never knowing what actually happened right like we're not gonna know maybe maybe when we go into that other world at the end of this life if there is know. one dude my dad just uh, yeah you're right you're right my dad died four times my dad died four times bro right he just had a, he recently had a heart attack like two years ago now and he died four times four times right they were working on him for 45 minutes and i asked him when he came back for after he was better i'm like dude how was it bro (laughs) you were in and out for 45 minutes straight and every time they brought you back you were weaker you were still in that in that in between the limbo the logos wherever that the, the 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 upside down wherever you were what was it like he goes like nothing. <laughs> I didn't see anything. <laughs> I just remember going to the hospital because the heart attack happened at the hospital. He was having some pain. I just remember getting to the hospital, answering questions, and I just remember waking up whenever I woke up to a day later, two days later, whenever it was. Didn't remember anything. Now, there's a couple of things that could have happened there. Obviously, it wasn't his time to go or else he wouldn't still be here. And I believe that there is a certain frequency one needs to be attuned to in order to cross over to that other 
side. The world of forms that Plato talked about, heaven, uh, Shambhala, whatever you want to call it, that all these different cultures have called it all throughout the centuries. So maybe it was, since it wasn't his time, he wasn't aligned f- onto that frequency in order to be able to see the other side, whatever that may be. So when he went out, yeah, he was out, but he wasn't seeing what was on that side. You know what I mean? It wasn't a hundred percent. He wasn't a hundred percent dead is what I'm trying to get at. So, but that's a, that's from directly from the mouth of the horse that he saw nothing. And I've heard people talk about how, when you're gone, you're gone. That's it's nothingness. There is no metempsychosis. There is no reincarnation. There is no re- samsara. There's no nothing, bro. It's just emptiness. You just dissolve into emptiness and you become nothing. And it doesn't hurt because you're nothing. Yeah, I mean, um, the feeling of nothingness. I mean, I guess that's what I could. I So I when I was in Mexico um, a few years ago, I smoked 5-MeO-DMT from the Sonoran Desert Toad. And I mean, that feeling of nothingness is just like the best feeling that you could ever feel from anything. Like you're just no thought, no any memory of anything on this earth. Like you're just completely gone. So, I mean, but I think when I did that in Mexico, I think that like somehow definitely aligned me to like some kind of frequency. Cause now if I go into the DMT space, every single time it's just like instantly in this other completely other world tons of different types of beings like sometimes like doing stuff to me and it's just like every single time i go there um so i don't know i i just think that like something when i did what i did in mexico that like aligned me to this type of frequency where it's easier for me to go there i don't i don't really know it's just crazy what do they do to you, bro? Are you talking about like they touch you inappropriately or what? <laughs> no, no, n- nothing. I mean, it's just like a really intense interaction with these like super advanced interdimensional aliens, basically. And I've had them, I mean, like beam hieroglyphics into my like forehead before. And like just um, the the tube that they stuck in my chest. I mean, like when they did that in that realm, I could feel that shit in my my body and like my girlfriend saw me grab my chest right there so whatever they were doing to me like was affecting my body so that's just crazy right there and i've had them like stick this weird like metal like needle type thing into my mouth in like in between my two front teeth and then they were just like seeing how how i was taking it and then he was like looking at like the ones behind him and like shaking his head and he was just like looking back at me and then when i came back here i could like taste this crazy like metallic like alien metal (laughs) that's the only way i could describe it just this crazy like metallic taste all throughout my mouth sounds fucking horrendous bro dude it was like great i mean it was it wasn't like bad what they were doing like i wasn't like scared but it was just really intense and just like kind of freaky (laughs) yeah i would be freaked out too aren't you I learned recently there's bufo toads here, bufo frogs, toads, whatever, here in Florida, dude. I know that. Yeah, but I don't know if those are the cane toads, which if your dog eats them, I think they die. But, but they I produce think, DMT, though, right? I'm not sure. I know bufo alvarius, bufo alvarius, which is the Colorado river toad slash Sonoran desert toad. Um, that is the That's one the one that from produces. Hamilton Morris's pharmacopoeia, yeah. right? 
Yeah, and I'm I'm going to Peru on December second, and I'll be doing that again actually. So, so. are bufo toads native to Florida? Because I learned this on a podcast I was on, and the cane toad, also known as the bufo giant or marine, is a large non-native amphibian. Let's see here. They're considered invasive, right? Like everything else here in Florida. And poisonous to most animals that try to bite or consume them. I want to know if they create DMT, though. Yeah, I mean, I know they might produce like a um, a mixture that has more of the bufotanine, I think it's called. And that, I know, if people try smoking that, I know you get like really sick and I, you might even die. I'm not even sure. Wow. But, so there's... Yeah. I'm not finding anything on the particular one, but the one that you're saying, the Bufo Alivarius toad is the one that produces it. Yeah, wow. and actually, I was at a reptile show in Tampa, and they were selling those, like, full-grown for, like, 40 bucks each. Really? Yeah. They and must, I was like, hey, We're going to have to hey. take a visit there, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, Repticon in Tampa, yeah. And uh, I was like, so have you ever popped those guys? And he was like, no, I do not do that. But I have a friend down in, like, costa rica who has like 20 of these who only does that to him but he treats them good and shit yeah you and just like, you, you you're supposed to irritate them rub them on like a piece of of glass right and then you let it dry and you scrape that up and is is that it you gotta you squeeze the gland on the back of their neck and i they have glands along their legs too and that's what you pop onto the glass supposedly oh, it, wow. it doesn't hurt them yeah and then so you have to you milk cut, it yeah you have to milk it and then um yeah, just dry it on the glass, and then that's what you smoke. But, um, yeah, it's intense, man. It's intense. I'll be doing it for the second time coming up in a few months. Have you have you ever had a, a react? I forgot what they call a reactivation. Is that what they call them? Because uh, I'm I'm really scared of. I've never done DMT before, and I and I haven't. I had one. Of, I had a listener of the show the other day. It's like, hey, dude, we should we should hang out. And we can do DMT while we hang out. <laughs> I was like, I'll pass, bro. But the my buddy, I have a friend who's been on the podcast a bunch of times. He talked about how he'll have, I want to say he calls them reactivations or not a relapse, but like a, uh, he, he calls it a reactivation to where he'll be hanging out after doing 5-MEO. And it only happens with 5-MEO. And if he smokes weed too quickly... I'll say a, a few weeks after tripping 5-MEO that he'll have like a reactivation. It'll be like he's having another 5-MEO trip, except the body just activates it by itself. Wow. Have you ever had that happen? That's why I'm terrified of 5-MEO in specific. No, but I've definitely had um, not like a flashback, but like a, a inrush of goodness uh, uh inrush of uh maybe like residual amazingness coming coming from like i i just gotta remember back to the experience dude and i can like change change how i feel basically because i mean that that shit was just life-changing man i'm interested in it bro but that's the creme de la creme of psychedelics that is the top it is uh... that is the top psychedelic you know that's yeah. that's there's nothing obviously there's stronger drugs in that but as far as psychedelics go that's the one that's the one that they talk about 
that the body produces, that the pineal gland produces, that that's what causes these near-death experiences, the the rush that when you have after a near-death experience. They said that the lungs produce it. They say you can produce it doing breathing exercises. That's why these monks that would go into underground caves and secret societies also go into underground caves. And by the absence of the light and the breathing, they're able to produce more DMT in their body. The lungs being one of the biggest organs in the body produces the most of it, allegedly, right? And so they say. So they say. And by this, you're able to induce. I've never done Wim Hof, but I've heard, I've known people who've done it, who they say that they have some crazy psychedelic experience. But it would make sense if you're depriving your brain of oxygen. You know what I mean? You're de- you're literally inhaling so quick, so quickly, and out inhaling and exhaling so quickly that your body doesn't have enough oxygen to catch up. So you're depriving your brain of oxygen, essentially, and you're going to start tripping out. I mean, I've had friends that tell me that they like they fainted before while doing these exercises in the morning, just like breathing real hard in and out. And they'll they'll friggin almost black out. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've done a little bit of Wim Hof breathing uh, before I left to go on the road for this work trip a few months ago. I was doing it in the mornings when I wake up and. It the guided one on YouTube or whatever, and yeah, I mean, definitely after a while, like closing your eyes, you can start to like see like light fractals and stuff. But I mean, I didn't do it that much, so I. But I've done different like deep breathing exercises within the uh, sensory depth tank, and I've seen like uh, colors and like light shows going on. But that's just all from you because it's completely dark in there, so. I've had stuff like that happen in the sensory deprivation tanks. I I've I have two, but not n- nothing too crazy. I've had exactly. a, a I don't know how to describe it, but I, I I might have meditated there. I guess it was the second or third time I had done the sensory deprivation, and it was like I was in this. Men- it was more of a mental space than anything. It wasn't like out of body or anything like that. And I was able to meditate and I was in outer space. I didn't feel gay or anything, but I was there. I've been there. (laughs) But I know somebody. So speaking about the entities, because that's always been something that's piqued my interest when it comes to DMT. And they say the the most interesting thing in the world, dude. Yeah. and, And they say that you're able to see the firmament. When you it's like the flammarian engraving where the dude is peeking out of the the veil of existence, and I've talked to a schizophrenic before, and it's how Crowley says how these goetic entities are actually part of our psyche. Do you think that these things are maybe part of our psyche, and you're just tapping into? Because essentially we we don't know what our brain is capable of. It's this piece of meat that's yeah. in our skulls that we don't know if it produces consciousness. We don't know if it receives consciousness or what it does. Do you think maybe by doing DMT you're activating something in your brain? Because it seems that everybody that I've talked to who's done DMT, they talk about how great it is, but they don't ever come back with any answers more than they already know. So like a schizophrenic, for example, and I've talked to him before, they say that these entities that they encounter, 
they show them things that only they would know. It's not like they're showing them something brand new, almost like how to cure cancer or how to do anything crazy. It's their own memories. The guy that I talked to says he has this screen that'll go up in front of him. The screen goes up in front of him and it'll play memories of when he was a kid, of his family and stuff like that. But it's never anything else out of the ordinary. It's things that he already knew, but it's being presented to him in like some warped, fucked up way because he's hearing voices and all these things and these voices are telling him to do things. And it reminds me of what Crowley was talking about, how these goetic entities and goetias, these demons and these entities are actually yourself. And how you're able to tap into that psychologically. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I do not rule that out at all. I mean, it could be. It could be um, unlo- like uh, a way to c- communicate like with your own cells. I mean, uh, it could. Uh, you could just be going deep into your subconscious. And these are like just ways that whatever this thing is when you smoke it it's just ways that this other side uh gets messages to you i guess i don't know it's it's so hard to explain um that's why i like terrence mckenna listening to him because he does such a good job at describing it and a lot of the stuff that he describes is like a lot of the stuff that i be seeing too and um but i don't i don't rule it out being um being an aspect of your own mind you know it it that's it could be but a lot of people including me like after you have the experience it's like i don't know if that's just my mind dude that mm-hmm. seems a little little bit too out there to be made up by my brain but like you said mm. we don't we don't know what our own brain is capable of like the movie um carrie right she's moving shit with her mind carrie i think i've um, seen that one I haven't even seen it. I'm, I've been meaning to watch it. But, oh, like um, even the show Stranger Things, bro, where she's able to open up literally portals yeah, to dude. another dimension, yeah. which is essentially what you're doing. You're tapping into the DMT realm. But for sure, it makes me think of what Carl Jung talked about, how if you're able to speak to your saddle self, the, so the subconscious, the ego, whatever that may be, that that will reveal things to you your dark self will reveal things to you and that that is what a lot of these occultists try and achieve they try to eliminate the ego that's in the way and that's why they do a lot of bornless one rituals and uh, the abyss crossing the abyss to be able to connect with the holy guardian angel that's the whole thing because the holy guardian angel is able to tell you things that the secrets to everything. I mean, that's what, that's what John D and Edward Kelly were on about where he was, they wanted to, they, the, these entities, but it was through the medium of Edward Kelly. They were promising them occult knowledge. So they kept pushing the boundaries like a part, like a Jack Parsons, another occult, one of the greatest occultists of all time kept pushing the boundaries, the Babylon working, L. Ron Hubbard, they were trying yeah. to manifest the fucking scarlet into existence. So these occultists want to keep pushing the envelope at whatever co- at whatever means necessary, even if that means ripping a portal in space and time, literally, which is what they're trying to do at CERN. So 
who knows what our brain is even capable, what our minds, they've always, I've, well, we, we all grew up with the whole thing. Oh, we only use 10% of our brains. Do we really? How the fuck do you know? When they're right. operating on somebody's brain, bro, they, have you seen those, those videos where they're in the, where they're in the brain and the guy will be playing an instrument or something to make sure that they don't touch what they're not supposed to be touching. What the fuck? Have you ever seen that? I don't, I mean, I've seen like the videos where they're like operating on people with like a robot. No, no, no. I, they'll, they'll have their skull open and they'll be, well, you know, operating. Wow. Yeah. While he's playing a piano or violin or something to make sure that they don't, if they're cutting out a mass or something to make sure that they don't cut out a part that the guy needs. I have not seen that. No, bro. I'll pull it up. But is it wild? Thing? So you're telling you're, you're guessing <laughs> you're, you're, you're right. going to, you're guessing to make sure keep playing, bro. Keep talking. Oh, he stopped talking. Oh shit. Put it back. <laughs> Put it back, bro. Not, not that one. Not that one. He, he comes back. So I went to the doctor not long ago and I was reading the paperwork of the one that you signed. And it says it real clear on there. The practice of medicine is not a hundred percent. It's not a hundred percent. It's still a practice. So you help, uh, indemnify us. If we fuck you up, like pretty much, you know, all the whole thing and you have to sign at the bottom. So you're signing knowing that this guy might not know what the fuck he's talking about because he's practicing medicine. And I wanted to be a cardiologist for the longest time when I was in, in high school and I did the whole nursing program and all that bullshit. So I know a little bit about when it comes to biology and anatomy and all this stuff. Cause I went through all the steps, you know, I, I did the whole, I forgot what they call the CNA program or whatever. The one where you take care of the elderly. I did all that shit, bro. Like I did all that in high school. So changing diapers. Yeah, dude, I went, I did all that shit in high school. So it wasn't the greatest, but I mean, somebody has got to do it. Right. That's the whole thing. Absolutely. And, and so it's a practice and they don't even know hundred percent. So you're telling me that you're going to go to Mars and you're going to start a colony there. Dude, there are animals in our waterways that look, have you ever looked at a manta ray while tripping on mushrooms? Not yet, but I'm sure it's <laughs> awesome. Cause I, I know the underside of them looks like a little dudes like smiling at you. It's the trippiest. That, that is an alien, bro. Look at an octopus. For sure. They say that yeah. that came through panspermia, that they were planted here from an asteroid or something. That's the trippiest animal ever, bro. If I, want, if I could be an animal, I'd be an octopus. It's crazy. It's fucking wild. I got... Did I lose you? Yo, Evan. You froze up, bro. I think I lost you, man. Yo. Technical difficulties going on. Oh, there you are. There you go, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> whoops. You're good. I don't know. I don't know if that was you or me. Yeah, I don't know. You're back now. Yeah, but the octopus thing, that's that's crazy, man. Um yeah, they can like remember you and they like like play with people like underwater. And like, yeah, that's a weird ass animal, man. So the, cell, the cells in their skin like change to like blend in with anything. Yeah, I, I, I we covered it on an episode one one night 
I was pulling up this video of this octopus trying to imitate artificial patterns. So it was like a checkerboard. Then it was like some seat. And it was, you could tell it was trying so hard to turn into whatever it was feeling. But even the fact that it's able to touch something and blend in with that, that's that's an alien, bro. That's that's cloaking technology that we don't know how it, it's I've always been tripped out by the movies where the technology is really organic. You know what I mean? Like an alien, like an alien movie, like the alien franchise, how the, the technology is organic in the movie Prometheus. Where it's, oh, yeah. you could tell it's advanced technology, but it's, they have to plug themselves into it and it's real organic. It makes you feel kind of uncomfortable. So that's the, that's what I think about when I think of like advanced technology, not this clunky ass circuit board and USB. No, no. I'm talking about like some organic looking non-Euclidean geometry looking thing where it's, it looks like a blob, but then it, the blob does crazy technological things. <laughs> so weird and i was talking about it with uh mark from my family thinks i'm crazy um the octopus in like lake vostok or whatever and like in the arctic like telepathically like uh controlling like this like crew that like went down there or something they were like getting like telepathic messages from this like octopus creature a cthulhu i don't know i i forget exactly the story or what it was but i remember talking about that with him Is that, you said it's a movie no, it like actually happened. This like crew what? went to Lake, yeah, Lake Vostok. Hold on, let me look this shit up. Are, are you sure? Are you sure? Because I'm about to fact I'm check sh- you right now, <laughs> dude. Yeah, no, check. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm telling you, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure, but uh, it it was something like that. Yeah, it was like telepathic, telepathically giving these uh like military dudes like downloads and like or maybe like controlling like his hand or something. Like, dude, I don't know. What? Could, Hold on, bro. What in be. the fuck? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Organism 46B, an enormous 33, of course, 33 foot long. Oh, all right. Whatever. There it is again. 33, dude. 14 tentacled squid-like creature, which lived in Lake Vostok, a subglacial lake located under two miles of ice beneath Vostok Station in the Antarctic. This makes me think of the movie where... I think it's Europa where they go to one of the moons on, I want to say Jupiter and it's like a lake planet that's frozen over. And when they land on it, they start having like the same thing where there's, there's this creature that is trying to almost like an octopus like creature. That's like communicating with them and taking away, like killing everybody. So let's look this up. Organism 46 B. This is a new cryptid to me. Wow, bro. Uh, What is the name? organism and i think you just cut out let's wait for you to come back they don't want us to know about organism 46b yo evan they either don't i knew we shouldn't have brought up what you did bro there see dude yeah i knew we shouldn't have brought up what you did for work because now they're Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Right. When we start talking about that kind of stuff, and all this starts happening. Hey, man, I didn't. I didn't say where I work or who I work for. I'm just saying the general scope of what I'm doing up here. You know. Well, you kind of name dropped somebody earlier, but it is no. what it is. So it's a, oh, oh yeah, the NASA thing. But yeah, well, you work for lizards. Let's just say that. So <laughs> no. 
Organism 46-B. And was an aquatic beast allegedly captured by a Russian scientific team near the research outpost Vostok Station. This is wild, bro. I didn't even know this. The animal had limbs that were animate and aggressive even after amputation. Wait, hold on. I think this is fake. Yeah, I don't even know if that's the same story that we were talking about. Um, Wait, is this real? Hold on. Oh, this is a fucking hoax, bro. (laughs) I had to say... I mean, oh. the internet's crazy, dude. No, no. So elements of this report suggest that it was something of a hoax. So oh. was it really? Because this is the premise of Thing in the Ice, the Mountains of Madness, right? Where where it's quote unquote fiction. But do what? What I was talking about earlier. Will we really ever know if it's fiction or not until you cross over to the others? It's like Bigfoot, bro. That's why. I, I'm I'm kind of jelly that you talk about Bigfoot all the time with all these researchers. Cause I've tried to hit some of them up and they don't ever want to fucking talk to me. But uh, like the whole thing with Bigfoot being interdimensional or not, and you froze up again. <laughs> Yo, Evan. Evan, I I don't think it's me, right? Shouldn't be me. Yo. They do not like us talking about any of this shit. Because you were just fine at the beginning. There it it is. Okay, we got this. Yeah, they don't like us talking about this shit, bro. Oh, no. They definitely don't. All right, so we're going to stop talking about this thing. that we Because I didn't even know about this. But it makes sense. (laughs) There's no credibility, but that's fine. And they're talking about... Putin developing a shape-shifting killer octopus. What is this? What is this, bro? Yeah, man. Oh, my goodness. This is like 100%. Whatever. I'm not even going to read this. Propaganda. Like, they talked about who was it. I think it was actually Russia. They had had killer or China or somebody had killer dolphins. You hear about that report? Well, I did not hear about that, but that's weird that you say that because I was going to say uh, dolphin births. Have you ever heard of that? Dolphin births? Dolphin birth. Go ahead with what what you were saying though, and then we'll I'll, I'll tell you. No, no, that. that's all I had. But what do you what do you what no, are you on about, bro? So, so <laughs> dude, this this shit. Okay, so I don't even know if this is true, but I've heard that there was this like clinic in Hawaii that um specialize in dolphin births. So if a pregnant woman goes in a pool with dolphins like right before she's about to give birth the dolphins start like swimming around her and like making like this like whirlpool around her and like start doing all this weird shit and when the baby's born supposedly they're born with like all kinds of like telepathic abilities they can like they're super smart they develop quicker they're like really like healthy so like i mean and the whole thing about dolphins like atlantis like uh i mean dude who knows man and i mean they're like their brains are like bigger than ours. Yeah, they have two. They have like two brains. It's like two brains in one. I don't know if you see brain dolphin because because they when they sleep. You know, I'll look this up now. But you're absolutely right. There is dol. Excuse me, dolphin assisted childbirth is what they do. But to add on to what you're talking about, because I've heard this before, but essentially dolphins' brains. Let me pull. Let me screen share real quick. This is really fascinating, actually. So dolphins' brains, so here you go, dolphin-assisted childbirth is a bad idea, but 
apparently it is like some sort of ceremony, bro. They they do it where it's like a spiritual healing and I don't know. I mean let's see here, dolphin brain so you can see what it looks like but essentially it's got so what from what i've read because there's also a conspiracy con concerning that the dolphins are actually the atlantean race right but this is a dolphin brain and what ends up it's like literally like two brains in one and one side controls one side of their body so when they're sleeping they shut one side down and they have one eye open and this is allegedly right I don't, right. I don't, I'm not a biologist or anything. So this is what I read off the internet, but it would make sense. Right. Where, where they, they are highly advanced. They communicate literally telepathically by making noises and, and clicks and all this stuff. So it is how the whole alien gray agenda where they're able to talk to you, Valiant Thor or the galactic, the Ashtar galactic command, where they're able to talk to you without even saying anything. So this is essentially what they are. They're not talking. They're making clicking noises and and beaming rays at you. Look at their look at their fucking brains, bro. Right, making tongue clicks, and they know what the other one's saying. It's larger and more complex yeah. than a human's. I have never seen that before. Then I never knew their brain looked like that. Yeah, bro, it's wild, dude. It's wild, and they say that they. Look at this. They're sending beams from their... They locate. The they fuck? echolocate their prey, dude. Wow. That's, a- That's an alien. So you're going to tell me that you're not going to investigate this at the bottom of our oceans. And you're going to go ahead and go to Mars? I think that Musk is an alien who crash-landed. If you look at him, bro, you can't tell me... <laughs> I posted the other day he was a homunculus on my... Instagram. That dude looks like a fucking homunculus, bro. Let's see here. Elon. I mean, he he could be, dude. I mean, a lot of the beings that I see in the DMT space look like us, but they're they're <laughs> they're definitely not us. So you're saying he's from the DMT realm, bro? <laughs> maybe, maybe he's a DMT elf here here to show us. That's the way why he's Mars. a troll, right? That's why he's a troll, <laughs> dude. You're absolutely right. I love see, that. Dude? Let's write that down. Elon Musk is a, a dmt elf troll dmt elf dmt elf yeah, that would make sense because he's the real the real troll archetype literally incarnated he likes to post a lot of me i i think memes are magic so he's doing a lot of meme magic but he's living a video game bro that's why i think it is all about i think we're in a simulation of some sorts and i think that they're trying to so Nick Bostrom, part of the simulation argument, there's three or four arguments within that argument. And one of the ones is that we're going to get tired of making simulations within this simulation. How in Westworld, it's a simulation inside of a simulation, right? If you want to believe that. It goes back to Pythagoras, how he talked all is number. If all is number, then it's all binary code. And if it's all binary code, it's a simulation. And if it's a simulation, there would be a hint at that there is a creator, that there is a programmer, an architect or something. And that's where you get the watchers. That's where you get the concept of the watchers because the watchers are watching the divine alchemist or the divine programmer, the divine architect at work. They're watching him do and, and the work is 
fabricating reality in real time. That's where you get the watchers from. That's the whole thing. So if Pythagoras is right, that all is number, then it would mean binary code, bro. Ones and zeros, like the matrix, the whole matrix thing. They weren't far off. You know what I mean? They were, when these guys back then were talking about higher levels of existence, the theory of forms and all these things, they're talking about a, a reflection of a more divine world, of a perfect world, that this world is full of imperfect forms of the perfect thing up there. So when you write a code, it's perfect. And, and you know, and sometimes in, in video games, when it's projected into the video game, it's all clunky and shit, but you still programmed it. You still had the idea of it being a perfect horse, for example. But you ever played Skyrim, dude, when they're walking into walls and they're, they're doing all this funky shit. Well, it was programmed to be normal. It's just, that's what, that's what you got. <laughs> you know what I mean? Am I making any sense? Yeah, definitely. Um, the program sometimes has glitches in it and that's where deja vu comes from. You know, like you're, the, you're, uh, bleeding through from the other side, getting memories from maybe a different, time that you were in the program before you know um but yeah that that makes sense i mean the firm the not the firmament the uh the the simulation thing i mean i'm i'm with that i mean i th i think that's a a good possibility like like the whole avatar thing man i mean could be dude like there's some shit on the other side that's like plugged in like living our lives for us and like uh upgrading their whatever we whatever we're giving giving to that other side you know um mm -hmm. using the lessons that we learn here to upgrade themselves and that's what each one of us are i mean you know like what if you die and you open your eyes and you look down and you're an alien holding a bong and you're looking around and all your friends are like hey did you feel it dude <laughs> <laughs> you know and this whole thing is a trip did yeah, you have I mean, a breakthrough, dude? And you're just a fucking <laughs> alien with a bong, bro? <laughs> yeah. Like, damn, that went by quick. You ever done salvia, dude? I have, but no, I, I didn't I didn't really have anything happen. But I know a lot of the bad experiences come from because you're supposed to chew it. And when you chew it, like they like they do down in Mexico, um, when you chew it, it's a really pleasant experience. But when you smoke it, that's when people see all this, like, dark, crazy yeah. shit. I had a friend of mine, uh, he, I've heard stories too. And I had a friend of mine who he said that, I think he, I don't know if it was him or if I heard on another podcast. Uh, well, he, he was in front of his friend and his friend did it. And when he was, when he was like, oh, yo, it's your, it's your turn to do like, so when he did it, he said that he was contorting and all this shit into this ottoman like this this fucking couch and then when my when my when the guy was like out of it because he had to watch over him he was like dude i was just talking to him and he's he's just sitting there and i'm like dude are you all right he's trying to talk to him and dude is just sitting there and then he starts contorting and and twisting almost like a demonic type of thing and <laughs> funny thing when he when the guy snaps out of it He's like, all right, dude, now it's your turn. He's like, fuck that. <laughs> I just, I just watched you freaking try to wrestle the Ottoman. You think I'm going to, you think I'm going to do that now? I'm not going to do that. So, and I have another friend of mine, but I don't think we've ever talked about history, but I've heard of people, dude, 
who live entire lifetimes in the Salvio realm. Can you imagine being trapped somewhere and not being able to escape? That's like being accused of a crime that you didn't commit. You have no way of clearing your name. It's like one of my biggest fears, bro. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, the getting, yeah, getting trapped there would suck. Just like, like the whole getting that reminds me of like people who are going into these like sarcophagus type things over in like the pyramids and having like out of body experiences. And supposedly like a few people have died or like what? not been able to like they, they have, they go and have the out of body experience and then, but they can't figure out how to get back. Cause they don't know the like techniques of the oh. builders. And shit. So they can't figure out how to get back in their body. Then they're just dead. Like you, you're done. So, you know, wait. So sure. they do psychedelics, or do they meditate or something? I think they just meditate, and I think it's happened to like a few people, but they don't. They don't like put it on the news and shit because they don't want people knowing that shit. But I don't even remember where I heard that, who I heard that from, but I remember hearing it somewhere. Yeah, it's really interesting because yeah, I'm planning on going to Egypt hopefully in 2023, the beginning of next year. So uh, hopefully I can get back in the body when when I. When I'm able yeah, to, yeah, <laughs> dude, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I think we're planning on next year too, sometime. But maybe, maybe like later in the year. I'm not sure. But but, dude, yeah, we. I definitely got to go check that out. You gotta go check that out. Yeah, I have to do that before I die because it's awesome. It's, it's one of those things where it's, I, it's one of the greatest wonders of, of the world, the universe yeah. that we know of, right? And just to see, because I don't think people grasp how large the pyramids are dude like they're when you fucking see, massive huge bro i think i i want to say i forgot how many acres exactly it is but it's, actually i'll look it up i have i have a supercomputer right in front of me i can look up all the inf- ever like, yeah yeah i don't know how i know they go by like cubits like when they're measuring that that kind of stuff but i'm sure there's like a transfer i'm sure they know like the let's buy over the acres it's 13 acres so it's 5.3 hectare hectares i guess that's how i'd say but 13 acres bro and for those that don't know 13 acres is a lot it's 700 and so is a square with each side measuring 756 feet covering an area of 5.3 hectares 13 acres bro and i forget how many millions of stones it is but it's fucking ginormous so is is the 13 acres for like one or is that like the whole like giza complex no that's the the great pyramid of giza okay the Giza wow. complex. We'll, we'll, I'll pull it up now. The Giza complex is, and for those that don't know, the the reason that when you see pictures of the pyramids, and the the reason that there's nothing else around them, and you see them, you know, in the distance, far away from the from the city, because eighty five percent of Egypt is still under sand, and there are massive, massive systems of tunnels and catacombs underneath the plateau. So if they were to build anything on there, the foundation wouldn't be able to hold the weight of whatever it is, and it would crumble. But there are tunnels 
all over the place, dude. I mean, have you ever seen the the boxes of what's it, Sakara? Let me look it up. The fucking ones that had like the bull like skeletons, supposedly. They never found any in there, but they said it was for the Apis bull, yeah. Right, right. And those were made with copper copper tools and like the ser- yeah, the right, Serapium dude. of Sakara and Dude, this is so fascinating. I love anything related to ancient civilizations because it makes you think. But check these out. Let's see here. I want I want to get so you so we can get a comparison of how big it is next to a person. These these things are huge, dude. And if, if you see, there it is, right here. So look at this guy, bro. Look at this box. And the way that people get in here is through this narrow. Hang on one second, bro. Yeah, this narrow ladder. The, the people get in through is like a, they go in through this, I guess, tunnel or something, and they they jump in and they come down this ladder. How are they even able to bring this thing in there? Let alone lift it, let alone anything else. And then if you look at the finish, it's almost polished, it's almost perfect. Look at this, bro. Look at this, dude. It, it's perfectly made, dude. Perfectly square, perfectly flat. I mean, just machined to perfection. And I just, yeah, dude, that's so, so massive, <laughs> so heavy. And then the some of these inscriptions here, the the engravings are very crude. So obviously, the civilization that came found it, and they just try to mark it as their own, which the Egyptians were infamous for that for scratching off things from the previous dynasty and putting on their own. And I I think there's a misconception when it comes to technology. We think of nuts and bolts, circuit boards type of things. But if you look at if you look at the pyramid the the Giza Plateau complex uh pyramid of Giza Plateau, if you look at oh, fuck, I spell it right? plate a u if you look at it it looks like a circuit board bro it's got all the capacitors all these things it looks like a circuit board if you really look at it if you look at the resistors yeah if you if you look at the look at this bro look at this looks like a circuit board if you look at the ones in in mexico they look like circuit boards too so i think i think personally they had they made a world wide web back then literally a world wide web and there's a reason why their pyramids the shape is able to conduct and maybe refract light in a certain type of way and i think that they were essentially squirt guns for the soul dude That's yeah what I, was I think just, it gonna, was. just gonna ask you do you think they could teleport with these structures Yes, I I do think I think that they were able to I think that's what happened to these ancient civilizations, bro. If you look at Mohenjo Daro, if you look at the ancient Egyptians, they talk about how oh they got Mayans. the Mayans, they talk about oh they got taken over, really. So by who? Oh the Hyksos took them over. Well who the fuck were they? Oh, they were just a nomadic tribe, nomadic people. So you're gonna tell me the one of the greatest civilizations of all time got taken over by some nomadic nobodies that just came over and just they just they just got integrated into the 
culture and they just sure i think i've had a friend of mine lay in the box in the king's chamber queen's chamber i forgot which one that's crazy and he's he's talked about how they don't let you chant in the in the chamber right they don't let you chant for some reason they don't want you to put out any vibrations or anything and the group that he was with they they were it was private enough to where they all started to hum a certain tune uh tone and tone in ceremonial magic plays a very big role and he says that when he laid in the box this granite box right granite he said that it started to shake and vibrate so violently that he needed to get out so i think that they that the pyramids are working at like two percent right now than what they than what they were intended for and i think that a certain time of the year certain time of the day certain time of the season whatever i think they were able to literally how i how i told you like teleport through something bro i mean there's a reason why they make the show stargates and stuff like that for sure dude like when i'm watching that kind of shit i just like something inside me is just like dude i know that this shit's true like you know it's like it's just crazy i mean i i sure want it to be true <laughs> that's for sure but dude it's i mean the def they definitely show us in and they just shut you up right now bro they like definitely show us and they cut you off the disrespect but it's all good we're still here and Evan, for the fifth time already, is frozen. I did a podcast yesterday, so I don't think it's me. I'm hardwired in. He's at a hotel. Probably the Wi-Fi is ass. But it's all good. We're here for you, Evan. And if they're listening to us, what's up to the lizard people? Just know that we know that you're listening to us while we talk we- about some dope ass shit. <laughs> Yeah, we, we we know you lizard people are fucking listening. Get get off our stream, man. They're spying on us, bro. They say, hold on, you can't talk about the Stargates? No. Uh, yep, get okay, and they're talking about Stargates. Uh, shut them down, okay, yep. Yeah, and, and the thing about, the thing about, if you, you said you're going to South America soon? I'm going to Peru, yes. Yep. I don't... That's where Machu Picchu is, no? It is, yeah. Um, I was, I was gonna, I'm going there to do ayahuasca, and I was gonna go there to see Machu Picchu, but I want to go in the jungle, like, <laughs> where, like where, where that shit grows to yeah. to have to have the experience. So I, I picked the jungle, but next time or something, I gotta go see that too. That's just cr- way up in the mountain. Like, why would they pick that spot to build that? You know. Well, you know that the that the Inca worshipped the llama or the alpaca. The alpaca was sacred, right? So they worship alpacas, which I think is sick. Well, imagine an alpaca god. I'm, I'm gonna get that made as a shirt. An alpaca god. Uh, yeah, bro, like an unforgiving alpaca. Can you imagine, like the fucking gnarliest god ever? <laughs> uh, alpaca with like three eyes, like beam, <laughs> like beaming a hieroglyphic beam out of his head. What if that's the secret to all this, dude? The alpacas, and we've ignored them because they're just like so cuddly looking, but they're actually plotting to take over the fucking world, dude. And that's why they make clothes out of their fur, dude. Because then when you're wrapped in it, it freaking like resonates you to like a different like dimension where the alpaca god is. Well, 
I mean, you're not wrong because in wolf and werewolf folklore and in a lot of in a lot of indigenous belief, when you wrap yourself so the Hopi tribe had the snake people where they would dress up as snakes and they would turn into snakes. And in werewolf cosmology, you wear the wolf and you pick up its essence and you turn into a werewolf. It's a state of being. And then you have the stories where people literally morph into a wolf. That's like black magic and stuff. But you're not far off the track where if you wear an alpaca, you might resonate at this free. That's why they're always so fucking happy, bro. There's no, you've never seen a sad alpaca dog. Right. And if you, if you don't like what they're up to, bam, fucking spit in your face. You know? <laughs> so Alpaca gods. All right. I'm taking notes here. But yeah, yeah I, I think that in, in a lot of these South American places there are the archways and the doorways to nowhere and right. i think Puerto that they have marca gate of the gods let me look that one up i think i know which one you're talking about is that the one at puma punku is that where hold on um i don't know if it's the same spot but i know it's just like the doorway where the gods were said to come through that mountain it's like a solid rock opening what was the name i of mean puerto what uh puerta de Hayamarca. I know it's spelled some like crazy way. I don't. I have no idea. No, it's, it's not too. It's not too crazy. Hayamarca right. is H a J A Y A and then Mark A. Pretty much is how you spell it. But All nothing right. came not up crazy. here. It's been wiped. Hayumarca, maybe. It's, think, oh, yeah. Hayumarca. There we go. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Here we go. Yeah, this is right here. Like the gate Damn. of the gods. Fucking Stargate, man. Where the hell is this at, though? I think it's in fucking Peru. Oh, it is in Peru. It is, right, right, right. Ar- Aramumuru. How wild, how wild looking is that, dude? So... Yeah. Is an abandoned stone carving? Oh, Lake Titicaca. So yeah, so yeah, Lake Titicaca, which which is also like a very mystical place too. There's a yeah. large freshwater lake in the end. I think there's been like UFO. Yeah, so I'm Aramu Aramumuru is a popular tourist destination for paranormal pilgrimage. Legend has it the Inca priest in possession of a golden disc placed the disc in the small depression in the door, and the door being the niche carved into the rock. And the cause the door to open. The golden disc supposedly dropped from the sky. Ooh. Wow. You know those priests back then were on some shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. They took a took a big hit off that DMT bong and just walked walked right through that bitch. Yeah, watch me manipulate this matter, bro. Like take another hit, take another hit, and he's just like warping light. And he's like, All right, you wanna make this door <laughs> open up? Like, sure, bro. Like, can you turn yeah, turn <laughs> turn the rock into liquid so we can walk through? Yeah, boom. Oh man. Well, I think it's all has to do with resonance and everything. If you're able to resonate at the same frequency as the rock, everything has a frequency. If you're able to resonate at the same frequency, essentially, you can pass through. You can become one with it. Now, what happens when you? 
you know, like the Stargate where it's like watery or whatever. What happens at the other side, I don't know. I just think that there are level there are literally levels to this shit where there's levels to reality. And that's what the ancients were trying to talk about and convey in a certain way. But dude, how do you begin to talk about the the very your very existence and how you can manipulate reality essentially? Or it's like, how do you even write about that? I think that's I think they were seeing things because they were at a higher vibrational frequency back then where they were able to see through the veil at all these places like Skinwalker Ranch, Mohenjo-Daro. You have the Bermuda Triangle is another one of them, dude, where it's the veil is thinner at these. Uh, they're called the 12 vial vortices around the world. And I think that the people back then, we didn't have all this 5G in the air, Wi-Fi or technology or whatever it may be to to suppress us to bring us down and they were more open to a lot of these things it was more spiritual back then and you had christianization and catholicism that came through they're like nah nah fam you're gonna stop that pagan shit (laughs) we're gonna burn all your fucking documents and steal all the good shit and fucking leave you guys in the dust his story it's his story for a reason because to the victor the spoils dude and right, i think not, that's not, not my story it's fucking his story yeah yeah so oh dude so apparently there's other gates of the gods too look at this no shit. similar so king midas's tomb porta de some de maya mayumarca you have this other thing here which is a what, solomon's temple or something and you have this thing here what? Well, yeah, and look at the pattern on the side of that one. It's, you know, uh, sacred geometry, fractalization. Oh, look at the Stargate. Right. The city of the gods high in the mountains of Peru is home to one of the suspected Stargates due to rocky mountain terrain and protection from the Peruvian government as an ancient archaeological site has gone vastly unexplored. Researchers still aren't certain rather... Or not, this area actually contained a settlement, but the rock formations bear an interesting resemblance to dwellings and structures. The Gate of the Gods was discovered in 1996 by Jose Luis Delgado Mamani, a local tour guide who came upon the place as he hiked through the local foothills to familiarize himself with the area. As he approached, that wasn't that long ago, bro. 1996. Right, that's just like the first time that like it was reported, you know. Just like, all right, so know? I think this is bullshit. So as he approached the massive gateway, nestled into the rock formation, he was overcome with recognition. He had seen this very gateway before in his dreams. <laughs> For years, oh, wow. a pink marble gateway with a smaller door, inside with a smaller insert door from which emanated a mysterious blue light had presented itself to him while he slept. And the moment of discovery overwhelmed him almost to the point of fainting. How could this just be a fantastic coincidence? All right, bro. This dude was like, you know what? I'm going to get some clout from this. I'm the one who found it. I'm the one that, yeah, I'm the one who found it. So there are other. All right. So the Gate of the Sun in Tiwanaku in Bolivia as well as five other archaeological points all create all connected in a grid-like pattern whose lines intersected exactly where the plateau and Lake Titicaca happened to be. 
Locals claim to have witnessed significant UFO activities such as twinkling blue lights and white glowing discs, signs of ancient advanced technology in Peru or something a even more out of the or, or something a even more out of the ordinary. Wow, wow, bro, this is wild. And honestly, bro, like if there had to be an ancient alien theory, I think it would be in in Mesoamerica in South America. Because there's stuff like this more widely seen. There's a lot of dip and it's slept on, right? Because the the Mac Daddy is Egypt. Everybody wants to go to Egypt because everybody knows about it. But there dude, there's there's places in Japan, there's places in China, there's places all over the world that are just as interesting as uh in 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 Bosnia too. Have you seen the Bosnian pyramids? Yes. Um, I can't picture it right now, but I've definitely seen it before. heard Heard about it, seen it. Um, yeah, literally. I mean, every every landmass, the ones that they're letting us know about, has pyramids on it. You know. Yeah, every, except uh, except the United States, right? No, uh, uh, allegedly. Allegedly, they're, I mean, some of those mounds. They're be, mounds, bro. You right, refer to right. them as what they're, they're mounds. They're not Dude. pyramids. Right. Underneath that grass is just a mound. It's just a mound, dude. Yeah. And supposedly the Alaskan pyramid, that's like one of the biggest in the world. It's like bl- pure, like black obsidian. It's like, but I mean, who knows if that's it. I've, I've never seen an actual picture of that. There's one in Antarctica too. You seen that? Uh, yeah, but I mean, those pictures, I mean, I can't really, can't really tell from that, you know, like if it's, if it's real or not. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Not, you got me, you got me hyped up now on ancient civilization stuff. Dude, it's yeah. Super interesting, man. It's just fucking pulls you in because it's like something in our DNA is like telling us like that, like that's the shit that you need to talk about. That's the shit you need to talk about. Look at how wild that that is. Yeah, just right in the side of the mountain. Like what? And then it cracked, dude. Look at that. Yeah, the the Indian architecture interests the fuck Whoa. out of me, man. Like some of those Indian, yeah, like that, dude. What? Uh, come on, man. And maybe somebody just did that by staring at that mountain. You know, they were <laughs> they were they were at a point where they could just think about. This it. This is one of my favorite ones here. I forgot the name of this, but exactly what i was just just thinking about when i was talking about like the indian stuff and like yeah that's that's insane man and that the people who study that i mean they say that it was started at the top and worked all the way down yeah into, sol- into solid rock and they can't find the the you know the the stone that they took out they can't find it anywhere near the area wow look at this dude Amazing, Jeez. wild, bro. The, you know the the things that they were able to do back then, right? Super crazy. How come? How come we don't build stuff like that today? Because we can't. We cannot. We can't copy it. They had like a cosmic three D printer. Just yeah, like, <laughs> they were just three D printing stuff. It's crazy. Three D three D printing stone buildings. I'm about to go watch Indiana Jones or uh, Tomb Raider or something. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, dude, the, I just watched like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull like last year. Like I finally watched that, and man, that is my girlfriend was telling me you got to watch that. Then, uh, uh, oh, you've never heard someone at work was saying, oh, all this stuff you're talking about, you got to go watch that. So I watched it. Man, that's crazy as hell too. You know, um, yeah, Angkor Wat too is another really fascinating one. I don't know if you've seen that one before. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, mushrooms grow there. Like all, yeah, like uh, all all around Anchor Wat, suppo- supposedly like uh, psilocybin grows all around. So this is Anchor Wat, but look how wild that looks, dude! Like, what are these? Are spaceships? They say that these are va- the Vedas, the spaceships yeah. that they They're just Vimana, land. Right? Vimana, yeah, Vimana is my bad. Vedas is right. the is the, like their their texts. Uh, their texts, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't, I'm not too well versed in Hindu cosmology, so right on. But, yeah, man. What if Vimanas? Yeah, Vimanas is the spaceship. Like this right here, it could have been a Vimana too. They freaking get in there and just blast off. And some of the texts are have blueprints to how how to build that shit. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, dude, there's so much stuff that we don't even begin to comprehend. Even even time itself, dude, is is a man made thing. It's a man. It's fabricated by a man. Uh, Joseph Scaliger is the guy who's in Scaliger and Chronology, which is the ADBC system, was a Catholic priest, bro, a Jesuit. You know what I mean? So who knows if they've even corrupted that? They said they added a thousand years onto time. So we can't even trust time itself. We don't know if these things actually happened two two thousand right. years ago or whatever it was. Because time is just a unit of measurement that some guy made up. Well, here you go. Look at this Machu Picchu at the top of the mountain there. That's wild. That is wild. Yeah, one of the options was to do your ayahuasca right there, right right in the Sacred Valley. Like, that would be crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. You'd be seeing some shit and probably, uh, I don't know, run out of oxygen because it's really high up in the mountain, so the oxygen yeah. is really thin. Yeah. Shit. Well, yeah, dude. Well, Let's get the fuck yeah, out of here, bro. I think we, we did an hour. We'll link yeah, up dude. again soon. Really enjoyed our chat. Yeah, man. Good to good to finally talk to you. And I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll be talking again in the future, man. Uh, that was that was fun. Oh, uh, we got one podcast. I've been I've been in Tampa a few times, bro, and you haven't been around, man. I've been already like three separate times, and every time I hit you up, you're always working for the lizards. <laughs> yeah man well i'm gonna be coming back soon in a in a couple of weeks and yeah dude i've been gone all summer so i've been gone since may hey you're making that been... money bro that's all that matters dude yeah man i gotta eat too man but uh yeah i'll let you know if i see any lizards at work <laughs> and yeah man we'll chat soon thanks for having me on man yeah brother thank you